You're listening to the Hash It Out Podcast with your hosts, Samantha Harris, business mentor and marketing strategist, and Hannah LeBron, licensed esthetician and San Diego spa owner. Together, we're using our startup savvy and six-figure experience to hash out all your business struggles, build up your bottom line, and encourage you along the way. Thanks for joining us. Let's hash it out. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Hash It Out podcast. I'm Samantha. And I'm Hannah. Welcome back. (laughs) We are recording on Zoom, and it's been a while, like a year. since we've done this we're trying to be responsible quarantine responsible and record over zoom which kind of sucks but it is easier too so hopefully everything sounds good um let us know how it sounds because we're both using our airpods and all that fun stuff but yeah give us some grace (laughs) this is the just a little bit the first few episodes (laughs) yes We'll, we're all figuring this out together, but we're really excited to be back because it's been over a year and we want to check in on you guys and we're here to check in on each other, see how everything is going Um, kind of in this, I, I guess we're not post COVID, but we're like post lockdown society, um, depending on where you yeah. live in the world. Um, Some economies are totally open. Ours here in California is not really. <laughs> so um, yeah, that's where we're at. But um, if we haven't met, and this is your first time tuning in, I'm Samantha Harris. Um, you can now find me at samanthaharris.co. There's been a lot of changes over the last few years um, in my business, probably yours as well, and in Hannah's business. So lots of things have been magnified through COVID. But um, I changed my handle, which was a huge step. So you can find me on Instagram there. Um, And I am a marketing and business strategist, helping women for the most part um, with their startups and helping them um, put another line in the water as far as their streams of income go. So I've been working a lot with women who are producing memberships and courses and really going digital with their income. So that has been a fun new thing that I've started. I guess it's not technically new. But um, it's something that I'm now advertising. So Hannah, what do you do? Tell us about you and where we can find you. Uh, Well, you can find me at Beauty by Hannah LeBron. Very simple here on Instagram or not here, but over on Instagram. I am a licensed esthetician. I've been licensed for almost 12 years now. Wow. Um, I own a spa here in San Diego. And I have a handful of employees. We offer all kinds of spa services from brow treatments to facials, body work, ton of stuff. Um, that's just like my main thing. And then I'm here on Hash It Out trying to help you. <laughs> trying to help you hash it trying out. Trying to help you guys. Did I yeah. even say welcome back to the Hash It Out podcast or did I just say welcome back? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. But we, we are want here to this help you hash to it be. Out. <laughs> yeah. We want this to be um, more of a chit chat than Easy. like, this is what you need to do and very structured. We kind of just want to chat with you guys and hang out share. With you. Yeah. Share so, some of our experiences. 
let's talk about like a mental check-in. Um, Hannah, how are you doing since COVID? Do you want to take me through the roller coaster of your emotions through <laughs> the last year? <laughs> <laughs> um, it went from, okay, I can do this to, okay, what the hell am I doing to, mm-hmm. am I going to die? <laughs> and then just repeat that um, every other day for like, yeah. A year. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, the beauty industry in California has been through a ton of like reopening and closing and reopening and closing again. Um, and I'm very much when it comes to business, a rule follower. So when we close, I'm like, okay, we got to close. Um, not saying that anyone who stayed open is not right or anything. Um, but I'm just scared <laughs> to, pretty much. I'm just scared to like not follow the rules well, when it comes to business. Because you, especially because you have a health, like health department type board of cosmetology um, mm-hmm. certification, right? So they could pull your license or they could yeah. shut down your business at any time. So yeah, that, and that was the biggest scary. issue. Yeah. I was like, I will take a fine. You want to give me a fine? I will take a fine and I'll figure it out. Um, but right. um, as far as taking my license away, I was like, that's not an option. Um, mm-hmm. One, I don't have only me. I can't, don't, I'm not only thinking of myself now. I have to think of employees. So right. trying to find ways for my employees to make some money and so like survive. So when we can reopen, they can come back and there's some place for them to come back and they're in a space where they're available to come back, like they don't have to go and look for another job somewhere else and then not be able to come back to me. Um, yeah. So now that we're reopened, things have been good. I've had like, I, it hasn't been, I've had a little bit of stressors, but it hasn't been COVID related recently. So mm-hmm. I think that's a plus. So mm-hmm. And then as far as like your your mental state, what did you do to cope with that while you were (laughs) in quarantine? Because your business was forced closed. Mine wasn't. So I feel like that takes a different toll on you. I know that you started Mm. one of those apps, didn't you? Do you want me to tell people that? I (laughs) did. Yeah. Talkspace. Um, So I did start using Talkspace. Um, I never did... I've never went to therapy before. I always thought it was very important and I wanted to, but my medical insurance is just here in California. It's just hard to find someone who's available. Like almost anyone who takes my insurance, they're like, yeah, like they can't take any new clients, new patients. So I started doing talk space while it is pricey. It did help me. Um, I chose a therapist that worked with other business owners before that had experience. So it was really good to have someone unbiased, not my husband, not Sam, (laughs) not like my friends who, you know, well, which most of them will tell me, you know, will be straight with me, but it was someone who like, who didn't know know you. Yeah. Yeah. Who's never been to my business before, who has no bias. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was really, um, that helped me a ton. I did a lot of shopping, online shopping. <laughs> we all did. Um, I was, yeah, I'm very grateful. My husband has a job where he, yeah. you know, he's essential. He still works. So, um, you know, I didn't shop like 
crazy shopping, but I did some online shopping, took up some hobbies that I'm not Tell really us about doing your, now. Your newest hobby that you took up. Which one? Oh. <laughs> Sam just made the little like, uh, <laughs> she made like a hand motion. I have started playing video games. Starting like summer of last year, um, <laughs> one of my friends, we were playing Animal Crossing and I know you guys all know what Animal Crossing is. I started playing that and then that started getting boring because um, you build an island on there. And then once your island's really built, it's like, okay, well, what else is there to do? So I we started playing Call of Duty. My husband has been playing it before I even met him and I never played with him. I tried, but I would get motion sickness. So I started playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a stress reliever, shooting at people all day. Y'all crazy. <laughs> it's a stress reliever. So I play Yesterday, that. You um, posted something online. What did you say? Like, oh, I can't wait to wear these and shoot all the people on Call of Duty or talk shit to people on Call of Duty. <laughs> so PlayStation has made like these headsets. Yeah. Um, and yes. I've been using like one that hurts my ears. So I bought my husband bought me the new headset and I was like, I'm so excited. I can talk to people now and Oh I don't gosh. talk a lot of shit when I'm on there, but I do complain and I, <laughs> wow, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, funny. it's fun. I tip, if you want to play Call of Duty with, or like all these shooting games and you get motion sickness, take a drum on me before you start playing. Oh, That's what I used to do until pro, I got pro tip. You'll get used to, yeah, it's a pro tip, which is not a guys. pro at all, <laughs> but take a drum on me. Um, okay, that works. Good. So not, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, what about you, Sam? What so did you do? My journey through COVID has been interesting. So I am uh, usually I'm a glass half full kind of person, and it is harder for me to accept things, to accept that I can't change things. That's what's hard for me because I'm a fixer, and so. When COVID started, I was all about the lockdown because I was like, oh, two weeks, we got this, we can do this. And Hannah wasn't, she was like, no, let's, let's stay open. Let's not do that. And then, you know, we all had to close, but I was like practicing social distancing and stuff even before, like maybe just like a few days before, but I was like, oh, I have autoimmune. I shouldn't be going out. Like, let's just do this, get it over with. And we're back. We're back better than ever. And a lot of people freaked out and like canceled everything and just reclused in their homes. And I was like, wait, what? Why would you do that? Like I did not and could not fathom that it would go past two weeks. It was very hard for me to fathom the two weeks, but I couldn't fathom that it, it could go past two weeks ever. And then, you know, I remember sitting on my couch and watching those like updates from the president and the government and the governor and everybody saying like, oh, well, we've extended another two weeks and then we've extended another month and then, okay, now it's indefinite pretty much. <laughs> so that was like really hard for me. And all I freaking wanted to do you guys was go out to eat and go to like Scottsdale and sit by the pool. And I had this moment where I was so scared that I was never going to be able to go to Scottsdale and sit by the pool again. Cause I'm like, how can you social distance? You don't wear a mask in the pool. What, what? Like, we're never going to be able to go in the pool again. Like I was just having, I was spiraling. No. At the same time, she wants to go to Blanco's. 
I wanted to go to freaking Blanco's. I wanted to go to Puesto. Like I was dying. So the day that restaurants opened back up, I believe the day was March 29th or March, not March, (laughs) May 29th. (laughs) That would have been two weeks. (laughs) It was May 29th, I think. I made a TikTok and it was that sound like, I'm not going to do it, girl. I'm just thinking about it. And then I did it. Like I went out, we were the only people in the restaurant and it was the most glorious. And then after this last shutdown that we had, because if you guys aren't from California, we've been shut down like a million freaking times now. It's like restaurants and beauty industries were totally being picked on. But um, this last shutdown, me and my little brother went out the day that it opened back up to Blanco. And um, I kid you not, I almost shed a tear. I was so happy to sit there and have interaction with people again. And I was just like, this is so nice to just be served again, like not have to make my own food and be able to like hang out with people. It's just my little brother, but (laughs) you know, just like enjoy a meal with someone like that is my love language. And I was so sad that that was taken away from me. Now, those are all first world problems compared to all the other problems that everyone else went through. So I totally acknowledge that. But um, my mental state was interesting because I pretty much held out with hope and not accepting it as a long-term thing until August. It didn't hit me until August that like this wasn't going away anytime soon. And I was like, Oh, shoot. So I had a bit of a breakdown in August, but from March through August, I was slammed. I was crazy slammed because everyone needed to bring their businesses online. And I probably had, gosh, like six gals come to me specifically to help them make memberships. And that's nothing I've ever advertised before COVID. Um, It's something I, I do, but it's never something that I was like, hey, I can help you do this. Well, now I have two years of a successful membership under my belt. I feel really confident helping walk people through courses and memberships and bringing their businesses online. So instead of just advertising social and, you know, having that in my name, it's all things business and planning and structuring and strategizing. So it makes a lot more sense, um, that little shift that I've made. But um, yeah, I was keeping very, very busy in quarantine to a point where I was spiraling I was literally going crazy and then August to October I had a bit of a freak out October I joined a mastermind and that was like totally like my therapy my business therapy kind of and a lot happened from October to December changed my entire business model my grandmother passed away um a bunch of other stuff like pretty traumatic happened and it had just been the season of where I came into myself and kind of realized okay I've been overworking I've been way undercharging, and I do not have healthy boundaries with myself or with my business at all and so my mastermind helped me like reset that and this year it has been amazing like I have these new programs I have this new schedule and everything has been revitalized. So I think kind of what we wanted to talk about is how COVID had put this magnifying glass on the things in our life and our businesses that weren't working. Before it was easy to just go on with life because everyone was so busy. And, you know, we had this time to sit with ourselves and think. 
And I think for a lot of us, that was really hard to come to terms with at first, but it was a really healthy thing to do because I would say both of our businesses are in a much healthier place now. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Like um, definitely. Hannah, Hannah did a mastermind too, and she rejuvenated her spa and like her, her spa got a total facelift. Her staff is bomb. Like she has her dream staff now. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this is something that we never knew we needed. And honestly, like I would have never chose to do this, <laughs> chose to go through <laughs> this. But, you know, when you're forced into something like this, there's actually good stuff that can come out of it too, even though it's really hard. So we want to check in with you guys. Like we want to know where you're at, what your journey has been through this and have you come out on top from it? Are you still kind of floundering and struggling? Have you reprioritized? Um, and how have you adapted to COVID and post-COVID life and changes that go along with this? I mean, I know a lot of business owners were, were exclusively working with people in person. Hannah's biggest part of her business was in person, literally yeah. in people's faces. So that had to change like during COVID. Can you talk about the way you adapted during COVID and how you were still making money when the spa was closed? Um, so what we decided to do is, um, you know, of course we have retail. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to focus a little bit more on retail. Uh, the system that I used for like my booking and my inventory and stuff there, they don't, I can't make like an e-commerce page. So that was just a little, I was a little bummed out with that. But so I was like, okay, well, we're just going to have to make it work. Um, so what we started doing was we started making facials in a box. We made customized ones. So our clients that, um, you know, we saw regularly if they needed, you know, their treatments, we would make a box that was a little more affordable, um, that had everything they needed. We sent them home with that. Um, I brought in some new products. Um, I brought in um, more like boutique sale items Like we had teas for a little bit. Um, uh, one thing that really pushed the sales of like those boutique items is because those aren't things that we normally have. So it's like, this is what we have. You buy it now or sorry, you got to go find it somewhere else or something. So that helps <clears throat> helped with the retail. I, um, I believe your happy employees make a better business. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, yes, you know, we're not making any money. If we're going to make sales though, like I'm going to up their commission. I'm going to pay them more. You make a sale instead of like whatever commission that you normally make, let's double it. Um, wow. And you know, it it takes a little hit on my end, but I'm like, in the long run, if they make enough money to stay home and not have to go find another job then that works out for me because they will come back and they see that okay well Hannah cares so um definitely just pushed a lot of retail and um I was grateful that you know our clients most of our current clients they bought from us and then we had a lot of clients who um from all over the world really that bought from us Mm -hmm. it was crazy I was shipping stuff to New York back to Hawaii where I'm from all I over. think people were also, excited that they could they could support your business without being yes. local 
Yeah, we also started doing, which I almost forgot, um, virtual consultations, which seeing someone's skin in person is way, is much, much better. I don't think someone's sole business should be online skin, like virtual consultations, but we definitely, um, what is the word, experimented with that. Um, Mm -hmm. We did consultations and then we made kits or we sent them products that then it would benefit their skin type. Of course, we were very careful with what we used on them. Our consultations are already very thorough. So, um, you know, having it over videos, we can see their skin. I might not be able to feel your skin, but I can ask you like a ton of questions and most likely know what's happening. So um, we definitely did a handful of those and our booking system made it very easy. They partnered with Zoom for virtual. And so now, what they do is art with our system. It if they book an online consult, it shows that it's like a video consult. So it automatically sends them their link to get on that's Zoom, so cool. and it automatically sends us a link, and we just click it, and that's it. And it does everything for you. So um, yeah, I use Vagaro for my online booking and shopping and stuff, and they definitely did a really good job with supporting um, like our closures and stuff. Yeah, that's, that's really awesome. I knew they were doing a really good job and I, I recommend Vigaro to a lot of people. Cause I know that you love it. So anyone who's in a service-based industry, mostly being yeah. in like self-care industry, um, Vigaro is a really awesome tool, but I mean, they did the same thing with you, right? You're probably never going to go away from them because of all the things they did Mm -hmm. for you during that time. They're always willing to step it up. So can we talk about your win about since you adapted and started doing more retail? Do you want to talk about that? Um, So yes. So I've always been, well, since I've moved into our bigger space and had employees, I'm very big on pushing retail. Of course, yes, we want the money in our pocket, but I wanted to um, get better results for our clients. Like I can give you a facial, it's just like the gym. I can give you a facial, but you know, if you're not using your at home stuff, then it's useless. So we, um, you know, I've dug a little deeper with retail and I was a little smarter with inventory purchases and stuff. And the girls, um, you know, I all of course shared my knowledge with them and we have done, um, now that we're back to work, <laughs> February mm-hmm. where we, is our one of our full months back to work. Our mm-hmm. retail to service percentage, our sales were amazing. Like we did 42, the exact numbers, 42.48% retail sales, um, which is it was phenomenal for a mainly service industry business. Um, yeah. Normal most people aim for 20 to 25%. So these girls almost doubled that. And I'm just really proud. And I am down an employee as well. So that's one of my employees um, decided to stay home with her children because they can't go back to school yet. Um, Yeah. So down one employee and still made those numbers. Um, And it's also this month we've made uh, it's one of our highest earning months, um, just in, in my business in general. So 
that's really great. Like, I know it's like a lot of people are just like very excited to come back because things are starting to cool down a little bit here in California. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just hoping that um, with like the things I've learned through my mastermind with my coach and stuff and like the things that I've shared with my girls, like I hope that we can kind of keep this momentum. That's my goal. Yeah. <laughs> keep that momentum. But yeah. And then the really the great shortest... wind. The shortest month of the year too. Yeah. Like, it's a big deal. And it's not even done. Awesome. We still have one day left. One more day. <laughs> one more working day. And I have one more working day to make even more money. So yay. <laughs> you got it. Um, that's awesome. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how we adapted. I talked about my one-on-one -on -one business, but mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about membership. So content connection has been hit pretty hard a few times throughout um, the pandemic and the first day it was so disheartening. You guys, I remember texting all my friends freaking out and was like, can you make me a video that says like why you love content connection and why you, why you're staying because everybody's dropping. I think we, we lost exactly 20 people on March 13th. It was like the Friday, the 13th from wow. hell. It was so scary. Like I thought everything I had worked for was just gone. And 20 And I is... think a lot of people were nervous because it's in person. Yeah. People love the in-person part of Consonant Connection and just no one knew what to expect. Right. They didn't know what to expect, but they also didn't stick around to figure it out. So they were just, I think they were scared and they were worried about business expenses and they were just trying to cut wherever they could. But honestly, mm. like- that's that's tough for me as a business owner because it it kind of says like well where are you willing to stick it out like this is the one thing that you should have stuck to to support your business to make sure that you're still in contact with other humans <laughs> mm -hmm. and this is supporting your business online like that's what we teach is how to how to show up online authentically and like that's what people needed help with which is you know proof that that is something that was needed by the influx in business on my one-to-one -one side. So I freaked out that day. And then, you know, we started planning, pivoting and figuring it out. And we hosted a webinar and we got all 20, not, not the same 20, but we got all the seats back fold up to where they were before, which was amazing. And so I think we only went like two, maybe two weeks without, but everybody was flocking to us because we had that support that they needed. Um, so we got that awesome influx of new members. So we were feeling good again and we were supporting everyone and um, doing all these new online events. So there was, we started our virtual meetup, which was extremely successful. We taught people how to do FaceTime photo shoots. Um, we brought in more speakers. We brought in more learning opportunities. We were trying to help people get content virtually. So we have had to kind of shift so many things. Um, we brought back meetups in July. We did a sample one in early July, and then we brought back meetups mid-July. Um, and they're, they were good. It's just, it's interesting because they're never going to be, I don't, I don't know that they ever can be as full as they used to be. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a content connection meetup, but the average number of people in the first year at every meetup was 30 to 75 people. 
like we had meetups that were enormous sometimes we had to do like 10 groups of seven like they were crazy and so um it's it's really weird like going from that many people to like a group of 10 people and so it kind of feels like failure but at the same time we had introduced all these other options so of course like not everyone felt safe that makes tons of sense and of course you know not everyone even wants to be around other people right now but then some people were dying for that so we had this like split of people who were really craving that in person and people who were like no way and then of course you know we asked people don't even come if you have a cousin who has the Rona, <laughs> you know, <laughs> don't even come if you have the sniffles, like don't come if there's any possibility that you could have it or that you could be sick at all just to be safe. And, you know, we had these COVID waivers and all the things and then things got shut down again. And so we went back online and then in early 2021, we tried one-to-one -one meetups. And to be fair, we've only tried them for two months and they were right out of another lockdown. Um, but they were, eh, I would say more miss than hit. <laughs> there was not too many people that were participating. And I think, I think it's hard. It's a great idea. Um, and in theory, it sounds good, but it also is the whole, you know, it's the whole reason content connection exists, exists is because people weren't going to do this by themselves. Mm -hmm. They weren't going to go out and grab a friend and do it by themselves. So that's why the one-on-one -on -one meetups just didn't really stick, but we still wanted to provide that option. So it was a ton of work, but we wanted to make sure people were still getting content if they needed to and wanted to. And then this month we are moving it up again and changing things around and we are doing in-person meetups again. Um, and we are launching back in Orange County. And if you guys have been following us, you might know that we launched in Orange County on March 9th of 2020. <laughs> and so we never went back to Orange County um, until two weeks from now, like two weeks from this weekend, I think. So yeah. the 13th, we'll be back in OC. So if you're in Orange County, we'd love to see you. Um, our meetups are outside, safe, socially distant, masks required, um, unless you're in front of the camera. And, you know, no hugs, no handshakes, no swapping phones, um, all that fun stuff. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. And, and honestly, like we're here for the good and the impact of our members and we're willing to keep adapting. Like, I think, you know, I'm, I'm finally coming to the conclusion or accepting that COVID has changed content and connection forever. And it's, it's not going to be able to work the way it was originally planned um, because we had nine chapters in, in nine different cities at the start of coronavirus. And in 2020, our goal was to have 11 more chapters, meaning a total of 20 chapters. We had them mapped out. We had dates. In April, we were supposed to launch Charleston. We had a leader for that. We were talking to someone in Nashville. We were talking to someone in North Carolina, talking to someone in Texas. Um, talking to people in Portland. So we had a lot lined up and um, I think there's just so much uncertainty with people wanting to gather in general, no matter what the like, like local 
legislation is saying. Mm -hmm. So um, I still think that there is a place for it. And I still think that it is meant to have a lot of impact for those business owners that are really needing support in the creation of their content and that that accountability and that education. Um, But I think it's going to look a lot different than I ever thought it would. And I'm okay with that now. I don't know if I was okay with it until like literally a month ago, (laughs) (laughs) but I think I'm okay with it now. Um, So that's kind of how we've adapted and I'm, I'm willing to keep adapting. Um, But we want to know how you guys have adapted and how you are doing. And we also want to give you some action steps to take and, and kind of let us know how you're navigating this and what you plan to do. Um, Cause you might be still in the trenches, like emotionally, mentally, business-wise. And if that's true, we just want you to know that like, we're here for you and we can help talk you out of that. So feel free to slide into our DMs. If you're in a place where you're like, oh my gosh, Hannah, what's the name of that therapist on Talkspace? Or <laughs> you're like, Sam, <laughs> I have no idea what to do. Everything I've tried is not working. What do I do? Like we can help. Um, but we want to, to tell you how to, how to kind of measure if it's working or not. Hannah, what did you say when I asked you? <laughs> Are you fucking making money? <laughs> you know, it's working if you're making money. Are people showing up? Are you making money? That's how you know if it's working. Um, <laughs> and if you're, I do, if you're not making money. <laughs> yeah, if you're not making money, it's not working. Um, I actually, you know, that honestly, that's not, I don't think that's the only measure, of course. Um, your happiness, your mental health. Um, your boundaries. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times when you, if you are first starting, especially you're not going to make a lot of money in the beginning it's if you are then you know send me your tips (laughs) um but you know if you see growth as far as clients um you know of course if you see a growth in your bank account if you see a growth in your happiness your health that's all something that can measure your success and if something is working for you um, for a while when I was running, when I was starting Beauty by Hannah Brown, I didn't make any money. I broke even to pay the bills, but I was so happy. Yeah. I was like, willing and you were to learning. To work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were learning and you were plant, like you were slated for growth. You had a growth plan. Like you weren't willing to just stay that way. Yeah. Yes. Um, I do remember a time in my business where I was miserable going to work gave me anxiety I didn't want to be at work um every day that I knew I had to be in the spa I would just freak out and it was not healthy at all and that's opposite of growth if you feel like that it and there's a difference there's an anxiety like okay, maybe you're, you're a little stressed trying to build your business, whatever, but if it's an anxiety where it's like, I hate I think my job. <laughs> that was a really hard time for you too, because you were making money. So money is not the only measure of if it's working, yes. right? So mm-hmm. you were making money, you were making 
more year over year, like you had never slid backwards. And so you were like, well, I feel like I'm doing the right thing because I'm making money, but the environment is not healthy. Yeah. And And I was scared to make the changes that I needed to make because of the amount of money I was making. Right. You were afraid you were going to lose all that money and lose the customers that came along with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the end of the day, your mental health is the priority. And let's be honest, coronavirus is the, is the thing that made you make that decision pretty much. Yeah. And you know, as, as much as I hate that whole quarantine, it definitely, there is some pluses. I always try, even though yeah. I am my bitch, there is some pluses <laughs> about last year. It yeah. gave me time to actually work on what I've always wanted to like in my head, like, okay, I want these floors. I want this paint. I want yep. these products. And because I had time where client, I wasn't booked back to back every single day. I had time to like, okay, we'll get people to come in and do the floors. Let's get paint done, all this stuff. Um, you know, let's put a washer and dryer in our space. So um, that that is a plus. I feel like now the spa is a little more elevated and when you're, when you are happy with how, like, okay, like, yes, your aesthetic is not always a hundred percent, you know, what's going to bring in the clients, of course, if it's cute, but if the service sucks, then, you know, that's, what's the point, <laughs> but, um, you can charge more, you bring in better clients, um, when you're, you feel good about your business. So yeah, that, I no. think that too is adding to our <laughs> our goals this year. <laughs> yeah. So back to the conversation of coronavirus bringing out different quarantine, bringing out different things good for you in your business. I forgot to mention that I had this resent, not resentment, jealousy is what it was that everyone else was getting this downtime to work on their business and be productive. And I had to work. And I was like, I even made a TikTok and I, never I remember posted it. You complained about that. Oh, I totally complained. I, cause I was swamped. I literally, you guys, I usually take on three clients a month and that's a full load. I was taking on 10 to 12 clients a month. It was nuts. And I was pissed that I was saying yes, but at the same time, I couldn't say no. Um, A, because I didn't have boundaries, but B, I was worried about financial situation. And it's a good thing I did it because August to December, I booked two clients, I think total the, the whole like last half of the year, I front loaded my entire year for some mm. reason, I wasn't doing any less work during that time, <laughs> but I, I was just way overworked. And so I was so jealous. And, um, what I want to bring light to is if you didn't get downtime and you didn't get time to work on your business or you chose not to, <laughs> that's fine. I just want to validate you and say, that's okay. Because guess what? I still got to rejuvenate and revitalize my business. I joined that mastermind and 2020 was still probably the best thing that ever happened to me and my business because I got to see everyone else making progress on the back end. And I was like, okay, I've got to work on my back end this year and I've got to work on my boundaries this year. And so I made it a priority, mostly out of like jealousy and necessity, but I know a lot of people just kind of like slumped around in their sorrows. And like, if that's how you deal with things, that's how you deal with things. I mean, I'm not going to say that's the healthiest thing, but like no one knew how to act. 
I was jealous. Hannah was pissed. Like, <laughs> you know, no one knew how to act. And I think no matter how you acted, you need to take that for what it is and then just move forward with it and say, okay, I can still take what I learned in 2020 and make 2021 a great year in my business. I, I want to add, I'm probably, I want to add, it, it's, I'm trying to think of a way to say this that's not harsh. <laughs> Are you going to um, be rude to me? I'm not going to be rude to you. I'm not going to be rude to you. Um, but I think that if last year really um, showed the world who is meant to be business owners. I think that's true. And I, I don't think that's too harsh. I think that's the truth and it sucks, but I mean, yeah, a lot of people dropped out of content and connection. And I was kind of like, Hey, if you can't even do this, let's, let's not even go there as a business well, and owner. Like you, yeah. you ain't ready, girlfriend. <laughs> Some people are not made to be business owners and it's fine. Some people are made, we, yeah. we still need people to work. For, I need people to work for me. So if yes. everyone is business owners, who's going to work for us? So exactly. Um, and then some okay. people don't want let's, that responsibility. Yeah. Let's have that conversation real quick, guys. Um, if you're listening to this because you feel pressured to be a business owner and cause you know, your friends, we, you know, we've been, Hannah and I like to help people start businesses. We just like, we want other people to experience this like freedom and craziness that we're experiencing almost maybe like a misery loves company thing. I don't know, but <laughs> it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know, we're, we're crazy, but we're so happy with our decision. We see potential also, in people. Yeah. We see your potential and, and, you know, we'll tell you and we'll, we'll try to bring that out of you. But at the end of the day, not everybody is cut out for it. And that's okay. We still need an American workforce. Like don't let people just, if, if all your friends happen to be side hustlers or boss babes or whatever, if you feel like that's meant for you, absolutely freaking go for it. Like, please do. Cause I am the biggest advocate in the world for that. But if you feel like you're just doing it because everyone else is doing it and it's not really for you, like don't do it. Don't freaking do it. Don't put yourself through that. Yesterday, I went on a rant in my stories about how up and down my day was. And I, I was like, you know what? Every single day is like this. Every single day, I have a huge win and then maybe a not so huge loss or kind of gut punch. And then another win and then another gut punch. Like it's, it's all day, every day. There's fires at all times. But we crazy. <laughs> Let's make that another podcast. Um, another episode. Yes. Not another podcast. Um, I think we actually have that slated for a whole ass episode, but yeah, we want to give you some action steps. We want you to leave here with, with knowing where you're going. And so we want to invite you into our DMs. We want you to kind of take a look at your business right now and be really honest with yourself. Um, is it where you want it to be? What could be better about it? And how can you Take that magnifying glass that COVID put on your life and your business and really see it for what it is and, you know, decide what you want to change and go for it, sister. Like you are in control of your business. No one else is telling you what you have to do, how you have to show up, any of that. So 
I want to challenge you to map your business the way you really want to and the way you've always dreamed of it because that that's what happened for us in 2020 and we want that for everyone. We want everyone to take what they learned last year and create something better from it like a phoenix rising. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and we can help you do that too. We'd be happy to. Yeah. Get us in the DM, sister. We're there for you. Um, we will make a business out of nothing. <laughs> Tell us your hobbies, what you're good at, and we will make a business for you. Uh -oh. We've done it. We have done it. <laughs> not not everyone we've done it for has been meant to be business owners, but we've done it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, we are so glad to be back. We're really glad that you guys are back. Um, we love hanging out with you and being in your earbuds. We did a photo shoot with Lexi this last week and it was so fun and we can't wait to share those photos with you. And yeah, we're back. We should be back every other week is what we've committed to, right? Every other week? Yeah. Two, like two twice, to four times a month. a month. Yeah, mm -hmm. two, no, two, one to two times a month is what we've committed to. Depending yeah, one to two times craziness. a month. Um, it would be very helpful if you guys could help us with maybe some topics or some things that we can even just post on social media about whatever you guys want to hear. Like we can talk about everything all day, but if you don't want to hear it, then what's the point? So let us know what you guys want to hear too, because it's what we're here for. Mm hmm all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Um, let, us, let us know where you're at, how COVID has affected your business, and we can't wait to see you next time. Talk to you soon. Bye.